Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Good morning, everyone. How are we doing today? Hope you're doing well. March 31st, you know, we're ready to turn the page on uh, on Q1 of 2020. And wow, what a change. Oh, let's, let's address this. My dog scratched me. My dog was playing and he scratched me. I wasn't realized. It's actually not that big. It looks bigger on camera. But anyways, that's what that is. So again, uh, Q1's about to finish. Uh, I'm going to kind of close this particular video video out asking a question, kind of talking about what it taught you. Are you ready for Q2 in the second half? But before we do that, let me just kind of go through, you know, the various notes I have today, and then we'll, we'll talk about Q1 and Q2, because I think it's important. Uh, I think hindsight, lessons learned, evaluating, asking yourself questions is always important. So first off, a couple of things. Uh, Goldman. Goldman Sachs coming out again and being, I guess, both more negative and more positive at the same time. Let me explain. Uh, they've revised their expectation for Q2. Uh, their Q2 for gross domestic product or GDP is now a negative 34. Uh, they are expecting the unemployment rate to hit 15. And uh, that's the bad. The good is while Q2 will go down as the worst quarter in history, hopefully ever to be repeated, uh, Q3 will be a solid rebound at 19%. So again, kind of a give and take in that they do expect the year uh, to be down negative 6.2 for 2020. So that's interesting. Um, good morning, Josh. That's something that I'm I'm looking at is you know, this is one of those, one of those telegraphed punches, if you will. You kind of know it's coming. You kind of know Q2 is going to be bad. Uh, I would tell you the Q3 expectation at this point is a pleasant thought and something I've had for a long time. The question I have, Buenos dias. The question I have is, what, um, you know, is it slower than that? I think right now, at least in the Goldman numbers as I see them, it's 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 definitely a V, right? Down fast, up fast. I'm just I'm just worried about behavior, right? Have we have we hurt the consumer psychology enough where this becomes more of a U because more people save, they want to build an emergency fund, which in the long term is good news. But I'm wondering if we're gonna I wonder if we're going to have a little depression era kind of customer or, you know, consumer psychology change. And if that's true, I think the hit is in the high end brands, right? Louis Vuitton, Tiffany's, you know, all that stuff we don't buy, but uh, people flex on Instagram and the like. So I, I, I just wonder if consumer behavior is going to change in the second half. If you have an opinion on that, let me know. Do you, are you maybe either ask it for yourself people in your network or what do you think about the average consumer do you think do you think the average consumer is going to be somehow long-term impacted and by long-term let's say the second half of 20 and maybe 21 
Or do you think we come out of this and we're like, great, put me on an airplane. I'm going somewhere and, you know, all those things. So I'm, that's the wrinkle that I'm trying to figure out. So if you have some thoughts, let me know. It looks like the U.S. now has tested over a million people, which is awesome. Uh, we have come a long way from testing hundreds. Uh, you know, seven figures is no joke. Uh, it obviously needs to go higher. Uh, but the trajectory on people that are testing is awesome. And again, testing is so important in my mind because this... Uh, Everybody, too many people are asymptomatic, and we got to find those and quarantine those so you know we can really get back to work. Um, I do believe that we can unlock parts of the economy sooner than the whole thing, but it all relies on testing. Um, so we'll see that. Case Shiller came out. I don't know if you saw this. You know, housing numbers are going to be, frankly, not relevant uh, for the short term because they're always a month or two behind. For example. Case Schiller number came out today uh, for January. Uh, I agree, unlock the economy. Uh, the Case Schiller came out for January. Their 20 metro index was up 3.9%. Again, it means nothing given what we're going on now. That number was way before the impact was felt on our shores. But it does tell you where we sat, right? We certainly had record inventory, uh, low inventory for housing. Uh, I suspect it goes lower. So we will be on the launch pad when this when we do unlock the economy and come out of this, and we will have lower rates, not higher. So again, we are setting up for a very, very pleasant rebound in housing. Um, you know, they are expecting a peak to trough drop of four percent. Case Schiller. Um, I I have to look at their list of twenty. I think this is going to be, like I've said on this channel, I think this is going to be a market of the have and have nots. I think the high-priced markets like where I live in the Bay Area, I think it could see a double-digit fall. I think, I mean, just look at New York and San Francisco, right? Both cities are quarantined. My current thinking is, especially in New York, when you come out of this, what have we done? Well, first off, you made New York less interesting to live if you're an older person and you have the means to potentially get out maybe you accelerate that so maybe they leave faster move south uh, but also we we're pushing the work from home idea and if more and more companies adopt work from home why would you live in new york i mean seriously why i mean you got to walk and you, you just why you're 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 so condensely populated do i wonder i wonder if new york just sees a mass exodus there's, I believe they'll certainly see an exodus of folks over 60 um, because maybe they are of the means and they've been thinking about it for a while, so they pull forward that demand. But I wonder if there's a whole younger generation that goes, you know what? I don't need to live in this vertical city. I can work from home anywhere. I'm going to go to, I don't know, pick a state, North Carolina, I don't know, somewhere cheaper, right? I bet you that's going to happen in New York. I think it's going to happen in San Francisco also, right? If you're if you're in San Francisco and, and you know, you're in a restaurant restaurant worker or something, you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm gonna, I can go do this anywhere. Why would you stay in the San Francisco? So I think we are going to drastically see a change in the major, major metros. So they'll see double-digit declines in, in values. But I don't think the, most of the city is going to see price drops. I don't think this goes long enough to impact prices. I do not see a foreclosure wave. Um certainly an owner occupants. So I don't really see, and plus record low inventory, right? So we, and it's, it's just, I don't see it. So 
you know, we're going to have clearly the worst quarter in Q1 for stocks, uh, oil. Um, we're starting to see companies pull dividends, which I warned you about a couple of days ago. Dividends aren't safe. You see a ten, you see a double-digit dividend, stop getting excited. It's it's at risk at minimum. Uh, large ad ad giant WPP. I don't know who they are. Never heard of them before, uh, but apparently they've pulled their dividend, and uh, their CEO is very cautious. I thought this was interesting because again, when you think ads, I immediately think Facebook, Google, right. Their lion's share of their business was small business. Their marketing dollars, their ad dollars have to be way down. And I don't think enough people are talking about that. So that'll be interesting. Uh, back to data out of China, which is always interesting because when the numbers are bad, we're like, no, I don't believe them. They're worse. But when the numbers are good, we believe them. So I don't understand that logic. But, you know, it's it's worth looking at, I think. right? China says their manufacturing grew in March. Uh, as I recall, their February numbers were down like 34%, something pretty bad. Um, but now they're up, right? They beat, I think they, I think they came in at 52. And again, 50 is the um, number between um, expansion and contraction. So 52 is, is expansion. So, uh, you know, take it, take it with a grain of salt. It does show the economy can come back. Uh, it does show how valuable it is to lock down and test, test, test. So pretty cool. Uh, I'm starting to hear more and more about Fannie and Freddie uh, potentially being needing a bailout, which is kind of scary. When I scratch that a little bit, it's definitely in the multifamily sector. Um, this just goes, multifamily was getting a, a little crazy in prices. I've said it many times. I sold assets. I told you about it. People thought I was crazy for selling. Uh, but now it looks like it's coming home. And um, Freddie and Fannie are worried about mass, mass non-payments. Um, lots of syndication, lots of deals traded in the last couple of years that they are worried about. Uh, when you see Fannie and Freddie potentially needing a bailout just because of multifamily, which is such a small segment of our economy, that's frightening for me. So um, I'm going to have to peel that back a little bit more and figure it out. So now on to what I started with. Uh, this is a question I would love to hear in the comments below, but also maybe if you don't want to leave a comment, just ask yourself. First off is what did you learn from Q1? Right. If you just go back and watch these videos from early January, I was positive on the year. Right. I thought record low inventory, low cost of capital. Uh, we were going to have double digit price growth in real estate. Right. Those those were kind of my thesis. And I didn't see a recession all year. That's what I thought. I mean, I remember I remember in January saying that. Obviously, that all changed. Uh, I saw it firsthand on our trip to Taiwan. We have we've done some videos there of me in Taiwan. Uh, talking about how it went from a non-event to, oh my God, everybody's nervous, right? The 13 or 14 days we were there. Uh, so that was, consumer psychology is real, right? I watched it happen firsthand. Uh, before it hit our shores, I was seeing it happen in Taiwan, who had, who had seen one case, I think, by the time we left. Uh, so that was interesting to watch. Um, the other thing I've seen in Q1 is is the index or ETF market is maybe not as helpful for people as we have thought for the last 15 years. Uh, there's always been a rumor, you know, kind of a thesis that the index market is so big 
that eventually a day would come where it hurts people. And I think a lot of the market volatility we suffered, you know, those 10 or 12 days where every day was up or down a thousand points was all index and machine driven. I think a lot of individuals were hurt because of index funds. And it's the first time you could say that. Um, it's just when, when a movie theater is crowded and the index market is very, very large that when you yell fire and five other people yell fire, there's just not enough exits. And I think that's what happened. I think there'll be a lot written about that. Uh, I think it's certainly in a market like we are now, it's more of a stock pickers market where the re risk reward is better in stocks than ETFs because uh, ETFs are index funds. Now you're going to get the winners and the losers. And, you know, for most, for the most part, the winners look kind of easy, easier to pick uh, in this market, right? Strong balance sheets market that, you know, all the stuff we're buying, right? So it's, it's interesting to look at. Um, what else about Q1? Oil, that was a shock, right? Two countries duke it out, uh, taking oil down to below $20 uh, yesterday. Kind of crazy. Never, I never thought I'd see below $20. I've seen gas signs at 99 cents. I can't believe that's happening in 2020. So again, you know, consumer psychology can change in a minute. It's, it's changing. So that, that's what I learned from Q1. Love to hear from you. Uh, Q2, right? What am I looking at for Q2? It's Q2 for me is about, about just getting through it. No major moves, help where I can, um, you know, hundreds of tenants. So I'm sure I'll be suffering some, some bad rent collection. Continue to be a good human being, help where I can. Don't, don't, uh, if I can find people taking advantage of us, we'll do what we can, but we're going to assume with proper documentation that people are telling the truth. Um, I firmly believe that the, the Fed or the government's going to have to send a second check if this goes on longer than April. They should probably get ready for that. Um, yeah, so Q2 is about getting through it, right? It's just, you know, if you're going to go through hell, just keep on going. But what are you doing to get ready for the second half, right? Uh, this is kind of telegraphed, right? The punch is coming. Q2, you're going to take it on the chin. Uh, whether or not you believe Q3 is great or Q4, the second half will be better. So what are you doing to get ready for it, right? Are you, are you going to be aggressively buying distressed stuff in Q2 and rolling the dice? Um, you know, what, what are you going to be doing? Like, what are you going to do? I guess the big question for me is the cruise lines, right? Who's going to put some big money up on the cruise lines? Because near as I can tell, the current thesis is unless the cruise lines change where they are um, registered, uh, they're not getting any help from the U.S., which frankly is the right thing to do. They're not registered here. Then We don't get tax revenue. We don't get those things. So why would we help them? Um, I think that's an, I think that's the right answer, frankly. We're not here to bail everybody out. Jeez. So do you take a gamble on them? Right? I think their stock's got to be down 50%, 60%. Or because we're not going to back them up, do they go bankrupt and, you know, somebody else takes them over and we have crew, different cruise lines in a year? I don't know. So those are what it kind, of, kind of things I'm thinking about. So uh, first off, I also think, you know, the people that go on cruises in the future are the, the quantity of them will be much, much less. I know that because Olivia and I have been avid cruisers. We've done probably 20, nearly 20 for sure. 
Uh, and we have zero interest in going on another for years to come, I'm sure. So that's for us. That's that's just stuff I'm thinking about. Um, I do think real estate is going to just come back. I don't see Fresno having a hit. Uh, the high end will, for sure, right? If you're doing million-dollar flips in Fresno, you're stuck. But affordable housing, still the right place to be. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't see. So I'd love to hear from you. What what'd you learn from Q1? What, if anything, you're doing in Q2, which starts tomorrow? Well, it's just crazy to say. Uh, and then what are you doing in the second half? Let me hear from you. You and Guys, have a wonderful day. Take care of yourself. Be safe. Thanks.